1: daily today dressage radio show co-hosts reese kofler stanfield and phil parks talk with tammy crawford about making the most of lunging your horse and we'll get right to our tip after this shopping tip from equestriancollections.com
0: hi glenn here with the horse radio network and i'm back with debbie from equestrian collections with the equestrian collections product of the week
2: Hey, Glenn, this week I am going to feature a product called Ulcer Guard. Now, if any, all horse people know that ulcers, 65% of all pleasure horses are showing up with ulcers these days. I just saw that uh, that on Facebook the other day, the percentage-wise, especially this time of year. You know, gosh, this winter, it's been hot, then cold, then hot, then cold, 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 really stressful-type cold, and... um uh, we're all dealing with uh, a lot of people are dealing with ulcers. This stuff is cr- over the counter. It's the same medication that's in GastroGuard, which is the stuff that your vet gives you if you have some real major ulcer problems. This is the same stuff, it's just put in a four dose syringe. It's excellent for. Prophylactic treatment. In other words, if your horse is going into a stressful situation and he's had issues with ulcers before, you can buy this stuff across the counter from us, hopefully, and you can just give him a little squirt before the uh, competition or before the, um, uh, the, the trail ride, before uh, the, the, if things are going up and down temperature wise. Anytime you think he's going to need a little pop to help his gut this stuff is great to have on uh, in your medicine cabinet. I always keep one in the medicine cabinet and one out, uh, because because of Lyme disease my horse had some ulcer problems in the past and I always keep my ulcer guard in my pack and when I'm taking him on a big long trail ride or a, a, a JPR a, a judge pleasure or whatever, he gets a quarter of a dose of this stuff and um I feel comfortable that he's not going to be in you know, his ulcers aren't gonna kick up 'cause you know, once they have them, they're very prone to get them again.
0: And that's ulcer guard. You can find it uh, at equestriancollections.com. com. Just search for ulcer g a r d. That's ulcer g a r d at equestriancollections.com. dot com.
3: It is my pleasure this evening to welcome Tammy Crawford from Tennessee. Uh, Tammy was on a show that I was helping Glenn produce last week, and she brought up a great topic of productive lunging. And Tammy, I'm so glad to have you on, on our show, The Dressage Show.
0: Well, thank you. I'm really flattered to be here.
3: Well, we've been friends a long time and uh, it was so fun to talk to you last week on Stable Scoop and you brought up this topic of productive lunging and we have not, I don't think Phil and I have talked about really any lunging techniques, how to do it, some just reasons why. So when you brought it up, I love the topic and uh, get us started on your productive lunging trainer tip of the week.
0: Well, you know, it's a basic thing you do with horses when you first break them and you're getting them ready to get under saddle. But it's really helpful, inter, you know, interspersed throughout their, especially in the beginning, early years of their career, that you can always go back to it and remind them and just make the road a little smoother and a little easier to throughness um, and, you know, being subtle and soft in the jaw and over the back.
3: It is so true. And I don't know, I, Tammy, you're lucky right now to be in Florida, but we're here in Kentucky and I have been lunging a lot. Not that I necessarily of- want to all the time, <laughs> but when there is snow sliding off the roof, sometimes oh you just God. say, you know, today is just going to be a lunge day. So talk to us about just some things. Do. Yeah. <laughs> talk to us about some things that you find productive when it comes to lunging.
0: Well, you know, um, there's different levels of it. If, but if I have a horse that's wanting to be a braced against the bridle and, and, you know, you've done everything you can do in the saddle and it just feels like you're getting into a wrestling match, I, I like to put them inside range And I typically, I don't start off real tight, but I'll um, put uh, the outside side rein on and then I'll take the lunge line and I'll run it to their bit and snap it to the girth. And that will help you really get that bend and get the horse to give through the inside jaw. It's not, you don't have as good control with that, but you can definitely get more to the basic problem of getting the horse to give over his top line.
4: Do you have any other problems that you you look at and try and correct uh, on the lunge?
0: Yes, and then you can also work on the through, I mean, on the forwardness that they, uh, you know, are coming from, from back to front and that they can listen to your, you know, you work on your voice commands and that's also helpful in the saddle that you can mimic what they've learned on the lunge. It makes it a little easier in the saddle. You can also do a lot of forward and back. It really improves the trot. You can work on leg yielding out from the lunge line and, uh, making them step under with that inside hind leg to help strengthen, um, I find it, you know, they don't have the rider on their back, so they can find their own balance and get a little more in balance, not so much on the forehand.
3: Yeah, it's so true. I mean, these are all things that horses need that really we can help when we we do this, which is great. So, Tammy, what are some faults? When you see people lunging, what are some faults that you see?
0: I think the worst thing is they probably are trying to be nice, and they're uh, not wanting to shorten the side reins too much, and they... Uh, they have it, it, there's, it's no point. They're just shuffling along, wasting their horse, horse's legs. And really, if you do some lunging that's to the point, you don't have to lunge very long. It's not like you have to put them out there and, and lunge them for 30 minutes. I mean, a good little session could be 10 minutes before, you know, 10 to 15 minutes before you get on the horse. And it's not, they've hardly, uh, broken a sweat and it, um, gets the horse in the mood for the work. Oh, it's
3: so true. I, I don't know about you, Phil, but right now, you know, it's so hard because we're very inconsistent as much as even with an indoor, you know, there's days that we can't ride or that we ride. And, and, you know, sometimes I find just putting them on the lunge line, letting him sort of get that initial fire out of their belly. You know, I, I found that it's, it's much less frustrating for me and, and has been really good to get the horses out that way. Um, more than I normally would do, but I also have never had this problem of you know it's ten degrees one day and then we can work one day and then we can get off another day so you know i haven't had that, so it really does help a lot
4: it's yeah so, I mean I think you know. it's really good to add into the mix i mean uh, I just wanted to add one you know an, a point i think I've you know maybe said this before, but um i I see riders lunging horses on tight circles, and I think that's a that's a big no-no and a big problem, but like Tammy said, I mean, you don't got to be on there for 40 minutes or so. I mean, you can do a great lunging session in 15 or 20 minutes, really work the horses. And, uh, you know, the other thing I like to see is that the horses are listening to their lunger. So, I mean, when, when a horse is going around me, I like to see uh, uh, the inside ear Turned back towards me So I know there's You know the horse is paying attention That they're working I mean it's It serves a purpose It's not just You know sending the horse out On a line And, and letting the horse decide Okay now I trot Now I walk Now you know Do whatever I want for For 20 minutes And then the rider gets on It's like no They have to pay attention You have to have uh, a bit of a purpose with your lunging. If you're if you're lunging and say, okay, today it's for exercise, that's great. Another day it might be for, you know, being a little sharper on the aids. You can work, uh, like Tammy said, some transitions. Like, okay, we're going to go walk trot and really sharp with that transition. Not letting the horses, okay, now trot. Oh, now I'm going to chase you with the whip a little bit. You're still not trotting. Oh, you know, like I say, I like to say hey, this has a purpose. You have to listen. And uh, it's training, whether you're in the saddle or on the ground you're training the horses and I think that's an important uh, thing to remember when you're lunging. It's not just to, you know, oh, you're going to get out a little extra energy on the lunge line then when you're tired, I'm going to get on you, you know, and, you know, I like to lunge. You know, with a young horse, I like to lunge for 10 minutes and ride for 20, you know, not lunge for 30 and ride for five. That doesn't make any sense, you know. You're not trying to get all of the energy out. You might just be, you know, working to get a little bit of the... the um you know, the, the kicks out a little bit, I mean, especially in the winter, like you said, Reese. When uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. when you can't turn a horse out, okay, but your your lunging session can still serve a purpose. I think that's what that's really important.
0: No,
3: I, I, I know love what? that. Yeah, go ahead, Tammy. Yeah.
0: Well, I was going to say one thing. You you said something that reminded me is that absolutely you don't want them to be on those little circles where they're torquing their joints. And one thing that I do that is probably not recommended as much, but I really enjoy doing this because I don't like to be so far away from my horse unless you're in canter, you know, and the horse is having to go really forward. But when we're talking about just trotting around and just trying to see when they're using their back or they're giving and you can see their ear, I walk with them a lot. I I keep my body at the horse's hips and I'm not close, but I'm I'm walking a fairly big circle. So I'm driving the horse on the lunge line rather than trying rather than standing in one place and you end up pulling their head around and they end up spinning their haunches to the outside. I really work at making sure they're coming under from behind and not on a centrifuge machine. (laughs) You can walk along with them a little bit. So that's just something that I personally do. I don't think everybody prescribes to that, but that's what I always do and I find it quite helpful.
3: Well, and I think you're right. Just not anything you can do to not let them spin around in a 10 meter circle. I mean, that's a bad idea right. for any horse. You'll talk yeah. to any veterinarian. And, and again, you know, that's not, not productive. And I think that that's what's so, so good about this topic is we're talking about lunging that actually does something not, you know, you'll go to a hunter show and I don't mean to pick on the hunters, but they send their grooms out and those horses are running around for, an hour until they can't move. And that's, that's really not what we're talking about. We're talking about building muscle, getting, you know, helping it through Maybe, you know, I think it's always good to see your horses on a lunge line and just see how they're moving. You know, you can really tell a lot when you just kind of get off their back and you just see them, see them go. And I think that that's really helpful. So, you know, there's definitely, there's techniques and there's lots of methods to lunging. I mean, you talked to probably 10 different trainers, you'll get 10 different answers. Um, But definitely things along the lines of, of, you know, there's lots of material out there to teach you how to lunge and and what are some productive ways to lunge. So I think it's a really important topic.
4: Yeah, I I really like that point about, um, you know, normally when we're lunging, it's not in... A lunging pen—that's just one circle. You can use the arena, move up and down the arena, back and forth. You know, yeah. use the space. Sometimes I, you know, like you said, you go with the horse. I mean, you know, when I'm—I like to do a little bit of lengthening trot on, uh, you know, on the lunge line. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. You know, I'm gonna be moving down the arena with the horse so that he has space to move and use his body, and and so that you don't have to stand there and spin the horse around and around. And you know, it also ruins your footing too. So you yeah. know, move yourself up and down. <laughs> Yeah, move yourself up and down the up and down the ring if you have if you have space to do that because uh you know, that's that's, that's helpful right. and teaches a horse how to move in the ring and and uh you know, because horses that I, I notice this a lot when, you know, horses that we start and, and we you know, they, they always start on the lunge line. I mean that's you know, I think eighty percent of people who back horses are are, you know, teaching them on the lunge line first. But it's really difficult when the horse learns Only to make a circle, you know, and whether it's 20 meters or 15 meters or whatever space you're using, when you get on them and you want them to go straight, they're almost like, hey, what, what, you know, because they just go around and around and around all the time. That's why... You know, you can, you can free lunge a little bit sometimes. We talked to uh, Scott Hassler about this in the Young Horse Trainer Symposium. Stuff like this. You know, you don't have to lunge on one circle in the middle of the ring all the time. Move yourself around. Move the horse around. Teach him some straight lines. And, and some free lunging can also be, uh, you know, good inside reins. The horse learns to use himself on straight lines. And, you know, there's different ways to do it. There's different ideas. It's not just, you know, one way. You know, this is how you lunge. And, you know, you, you can uh, you can get creative a little bit, right?
1: There you go. If you enjoyed Reese and Philip chatting about all things dressage, you can tune in every week at dressageradio.com. And you can also find lots more tips on topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people at horsetipdaily.com. Just look for the topics drop-down menu on the left. And now you can have all of your favorite Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with our free app for iPhone and Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Download it today. It's free and easy. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they really do make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of EquestrianCollections.com. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.